This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot... Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning, Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Ulrey, always not wrong, Charles Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? The stupid libertarian, that's me. That's what you are, for sure. Hey, look, I'll take it and own it. It's my cross to bear. We got we got you know? the data. You know, people... My, my shoulders are heavy, but People I can throughout it. time have always thought that libertarians were stupid, and <laughs> it's really, you know, you feel no different than talking to anyone else. That's, a, that's about it. Mm. So, anyway... We got quite a few things in the stack today. I don't know how much of it we're going to make it through. CDC mask mandate getting blocked by a judge in Florida. And we got that on the list. We're going to talk a little bit, you know, the um, up there in Canada. Now, this is a little bit of an older story, but they're going to make it illegal to not only just deny the Holocaust, but to even downplay the Holocaust. Mm. And so I got a couple things that need to be said on that whole front. And then, uh, you know, the Washington Post is going after libs of TikTok, basically doxing, not doxing, just posting the person's name and confirming their address and phone number and all that when they were clearly trying to stay anonymous this entire time. <laughs> it's not doxing. They're just putting information out there yeah. about someone when they didn't I just want it. confirmed it. Yeah. I yeah. didn't actually provide it. And uh, yeah, a few other things in the stack today. So if you are interested, make sure you smash that follow, subscribe, like button, whatever it is. Tell a friend, tell a family member. This is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want. So like I said, the first story in here, we're using CNN to talk about this because I thought it'd be good to come from that side of the aisle. The CDC mask mandate for travelers. The next company Elon Musk is going to buy. Yeah, yeah. CDC <laughs> mask mandate for travelers no longer in effect following the judge's ruling. All right, so federal judge in Florida has struck down the Biden administration's mask mandate for airplanes and other public transport methods. And a Biden administration official says the order is no longer in effect while the ruling is reviewed. U.S. District Judge Catherine Mizell said the mandate was unlawful because it exceeded the statutory authority of the CDCP and because of its implementation violated administrative law. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Quote, today's court decision means CDC's public transportation masking order is not in effect at this time. Therefore, TSA will not enforce its security directives and emergency amendment requiring mask use on public transportation and transportation hubs at this time. The CDC recommends, just so everyone knows, that people continue to wear masks in indoor public transportation settings, a Biden administration official said on Monday. 
The developments added fresh confusion to masking policies nationwide, with several airlines and travel authorities quickly announcing Monday evening that masks are now optional. I actually saw, I think it was a video, the pilot actually announcing during the flight that they weren't going to be enforcing the masks anymore. And people were excited and rejoiced. To their benevolent leaders. So the development... We no longer have to wear masks. The judge compared the enforcement to detention and quarantine. The first part of the judge's 59-page ruling, which I read about 48 pages of today to get a decent understanding of it, turned on turned on the meaning of the word sanitation as it functions in the 1944 statute that gives the federal government the authority in its efforts to combat communicable diseases to issue regulations concerning sanitation. Mizell concluded that the use of the word in the statute was limited to measures that clean something. There's a quote right there. Wearing a mask cleans nothing, she wrote. Quote, at most, it traps virus droplets, but it neither sanitizes the person wearing the mask nor sanitizes the conveyance. She wrote that the mandate fell outside the law because the CDC required mask wearing as a measure to keep something clean, explaining that it limits the spread of COVID-19 through prevention, but never contending that it actively destroys or removes it. Well, they're keeping the air clean. Mm. That's what they're keeping. It was also suggested that the government's implementation of the mandate, in which non-compliant travelers are forcibly removed from their airplane seats, denied board at the bus steps, and turned away at the train station doors, was akin to detention and quarantine, which are not contemplated in the section of the law in question. Quote, as a result, the mask mandate is best understood not as sanitation, but as an exercise of the CDC's power to conditionally release individuals to travel, travel despite concerns that they may spread a communicable disease. She wrote, but the power to conditionally release and detain is ordinarily limited to individuals entering the United States from a foreign country. She added that the administration violated the Administrative Procedure Act, which dictates the procedures the federal government must follow when implementing certain agency policies. They're supposed to basically announce it and give 30 days for public comments on it since they are just a bureaucratic agency that's basically beholden to no one. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that because they were in emergency. As she pointed out in that 59-page ruling that the, the uh, pandemic had already been going on for a year when they issued this. And so it clearly, they have plenty of time to issue that 30 days for public comment. And they just kept extending the emergency, extending the emergency. The Biden administration erred in failing to seek public notice and comment on the policy. She also ruled that the mandate violates that APA's prohibitions on arbitrary and capricious agency actions because the CDC had failed to adequately explain its reasoning for implementing the policy. Never actually gave any science behind the policy and the policy when they implemented it. Ms. I was appointed, this is super important, that CNN, I mean, you got to mention this, it's uh, the most important thing. She was appointed to the federal court in late 2020 by then-President Donald J. Trump. Ooh. Her confirmation in the days after the 2020 election was controversial and uniformly opposed by Democrats. She was a former clerk to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, Mm. 33 at the time of her confirmation, and had been rated not qualified by the American Bar Association because of the short time she had actually practiced law and her lack of meaningful trial experience. Yeah, not qualified. So, And obviously her views on things like masks and stuff like that. Yeah, 
that's what makes her not qualified well, for sure. Very dangerous. Now, there was this little back and forth between Jen Saki and Peter Ducey that I thought we should mention really quick. So let me play that real fast for everyone. You said about this mask ruling out of a federal court in Florida that it's a disappointing decision, and you say you continue to recommend that people wear masks. <laughs> Why is it that we can sit here in the White House briefing room with no masks, but people can't sit in an airplane cabin with no masks? Well, Peter, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. That I'm aware of. If you're a doctor, I wasn't aware of that today and until today. Confirm, okay, not a doctor. Just making sure. I don't know. Um, and nor do you play one on TV. Nor does he play one on TV. There you go. Most days. Um, but these determinations, remember the masking guidance is... Okay, that's basically the important part right there. You're not a doctor. It's <laughs> She's not a doctor. She can't answer. Never has she ever been asked a question about any of this COVID stuff. What about the doctors that say that it doesn't matter? Yeah. Even though they're doctors. Well, we get, you don't listen to those doctors. Those aren't the right ones. They were probably appointed by Trump also. Yeah. You know, <laughs> those doctors don't matter. That's where they, they got, See, they got, they got their, their job between 2016 and 2020. Yeah. Okay. They're MDs from uh, probably Trump University. Yeah. I bet. But I just <laughs> I just like this. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, Amanda said, can she please start vetting economic policy questions with I'm not an economist? Mm. Can we please say that to everything? Exactly. You know, I'm not an energy expert. Yeah. I'm not a supply chain expert. I'm not a chemist. Not any of these things. I'm not at an all. engineer. It's a pretty easy way to just eh, throw it off. I don't really want to talk about this. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor, right, Peter Ducey? So neither one of us can even speak on this subject, even though she's spent a pretty good amount of her time speaking on this subject mm -hmm. so far. But um, anyway, that's just a pretty easy, pretty easy way for her to, her to get around answering that question. Um, I wanted to say real quick to all of the real libertarians out there, and even some of the stupid ones, if you want to talk about any of this, I put a, a thought in here. Trump wasn't completely worthless. Okay. I think that that's something that we need to remember that there are still things from a Republican president, not just saying Trump, but there are still good things that can happen. Even though there's a lot of bad things that happen when these guys get to appoint judges to say the Supreme court, federal courts, stuff like that. Um, We've seen a lot of stuff overturned. We've seen the Supreme Court uh, overturn some things. And I just want to know, like, what would have happened if there would have been a Democrat in office for those four years? Would we still have the vaccine man? Would we have the vaccine mandates from the Biden administration right now? Would we have the mask mandates over all the public transportation? What, what else would we still be dealing with at this moment? So I'm just saying there is some value in having someone that at least has a little bit more of a small government mentality in there. Yes, the lesser of two evils is still evil, but it's also less evil. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, relationships take work. We all know that. And we all know that we would drop everything to go help someone that we care about. Just think someone in your family or one of your friends is going through a tough time. You do anything to help them, but how often do you give yourself the same treatment? This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself, whether it's hitting the gym, making time for that haircut, or even trying therapy. 
you are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. Now, Charlie has been using BetterHelp for quite a long time. He has really enjoyed it. I've used it as well. And let me tell you, some of the most important moments of my life happened when I was talking to someone about what was going on. I still remember the things that I was told to this day. Just imagine if you could get that same thing and how much it would help. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Good Morning Liberty listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com GML. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Yeah, I mean, obviously I prefer Trump over Clinton um, if you're going to make me choose between the two. Um, but I don't like choosing the lesser of two evils either. However, I, I think, as we mentioned on the show several times, there were some good things that Trump did. Obviously, reducing regulations, uh, lowering taxes, those different types of things that help people. Obviously, not decreasing spending was a terrible idea. I'm not sure uh, if I'm down with this lowering corporate taxes anymore now that we know that it's actually equaled more corporate taxes coming in than what we had beforehand. Yeah. That's making me question the whole thing. Because I'm going to do everything I can to stick up for corporations. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the next story here, the Holocaust denial thing from Canada. This is from last week, I think, but it's uh, pretty important when it comes to free speech. And speech, we know, very dangerous. This is straight from MSN, by the yeah, way. Free speech is an attack on free speech. Holocaust denial that. and downplaying the Nazis' murder of Jews to be outlawed. Oh, by the way, sorry. I have one tweet associated with this last thing we got to talk about. This is from Ed Markey, Senator Ed Markey. A Trump-appointed judge is obstructing our pandemic response and putting the most vulnerable at risk. That's the people that are on airplanes. Mm -hmm. Republicans already are blocking COVID relief, and now Trump's failed legacy is risking the well-being of seniors, the immunocompromised, and people with disabilities. So that's, that's what's happening right now. This is all because Trump appointed this judge. By the way, even though airplanes probably have the some of the cleanest air you can breathe. Yeah. Of any place yeah. you can actually sit close to someone. It's actually very, very difficult to trace any deaths back to airplanes. But that's because they've had masks this whole time. So, yeah. of course. Of course. That's why. Now we're going to see. Trust me. Someone did a... Um, there's going to be a special ticker on CNN of people who got COVID, symptomatic or asymptomatic, it won't matter, that got COVID from an airplane. Mm. It's going to be a number on the corner of the screen. And you're going to see the cases start to go up, probably. Oh, yeah. They're going to start Just reporting on those spiking again. Spiking like crazy. Um, but someone did a filter test, like a like an air quality test on an airplane, and it's literally like 99.9% effective. The mm -hmm. filters and the way that they filter the air on an airplane, it's unbelievable. And so they've done a really good job of that on airplanes. Now, this was one airplane. I, I can't speak for all airplanes. I don't know. But... For the majority of commercial travel, they do a really good job of filtering the air that's actually in the cabin, and they go through some pretty 
uh, intense filtration to make sure that the air that you're breathing on airplanes is pretty clean. Better than a, better than the air in a hospital, actually. They are using the HEPA filters. Now, a yeah. hospital has to deal with the fact that a lot of the people inside the building are specifically sick. Because like that's, yeah, that's, that's where you go. It's a hospital. Yeah. You know, and so the the airplane filtering a lot of air mm-hmm. and not everyone in there are sick. Of course, they will be now because they're not going to be wearing a mask anymore. But, um, but I don't know any of this for sure because I'm not an airplane, <laughs> nor am I an aeronautics engineer. Mm-hmm. And you're not a doctor or a scientist a doctor or, or a biologist. A filter. I'm not a structural or a mechanical engineer, so I couldn't build filters. No. Don't know even know what goes into that. No, you're what not. What is a, fil- a filter? Are you an air filtration expert, Charlie? They probably just have a bunch of. All I know is coffee filters. They probably just have a bunch of those put <laughs> in a box. That's it. And that's. <laughs> it's a lot like the air filter Lacey and I have in our house that we have running all the time. There's probably. always an air filter going in the house, mm-hmm. and it, essentially, it's the same. It's the same thing, probably. So anyway, they plug them in to specially. Yeah, we're. I get it. I what I do see coming continuing to come from this is this idea and now we haven't gone fully there yet i actually thought that we would go further but this idea that since trump was an illegitimate president in the first place remember the only reason he got elected was because of russia okay and then he got impeached a couple times it shouldn't even been the president the whole time and then he incited an erection that lasted for hours mm. which is dangerous and everyone knows that you gotta call okay? your doctor i mean i'm I don't know if we went over four hours, but it was close to four hours that this was going on. Mm-hmm. And and so we incited that. And now we've got these Trump judges out there that are still killing people. Trump's legacy is still killing people right now to this mm-hmm. day. All right. And I'm surprised that we haven't just completely dissolved these institutions to the point where we're not going to pay attention to anything that they say at all because they're all illegitimate of course anything where it, where trump was appointing anyone they're all illegitimate any of their decisions that they make are Ill, illegitimate these and, are um, putin appointees these are essentially the same thing it's, yeah putin appointees yeah so it's coming straight from the kremlin all right they, they've infiltrated our our court system now <laughs> all right in case anyone out there that was unaware um apparently there's a few people uh, probably 10 total who actually deny the Holocaust. And so, but just so you know, our friends to the North are going to do something about this because it's, it turns out that it's a huge problem yeah. apparently. So, um, in, uh, in Canada, the federal government is set to make it a criminal offense to make a statement denying the Holocaust took place or condoning or downplaying the killing of Jews by the Nazi regime, except in a private conversation. Because in private anything, you can do anything that you want. Mm -hmm. The move to outlaw Holocaust denial comes as MPs and anti-hate groups warn about the rise of white supremacism and anti-Semitism in Canada. Mm. Jewish Canadians compromise 1% of the Canadian population, yet are the target of 62% of all religiously motivated hate crimes, (laughs) said Richard Merceau. I just like how they fraction, fractionate that down. They mm. comprise 1% of the population, but they're the target of 62% of all religiously motivated hate crimes. Mm-hmm. Just really fractionating that. Hey, Quote, that's a bad thing. I don't like any kind of religiously motivated hate crimes. Mm-mm. I don't think you should go uh, yelling at Jews or doing any terrible stuff to them at all. But we got a couple words in here I don't like. 
Quote, we live in a time of rising anti-Semitism. Canada will join a string of European countries, including Germany, Greece, France, Belgium, and the Czech Republic, which have already prohibited Holocaust denial. (laughs) I just, I'm sorry. I just wonder what they think this actually does. Do you actually think they're, oh, it's illegal now. I'm not going to deny the Holocaust anymore. I, this is <laughs> the, like literally, I, I feel like this, we should be grateful, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, think about, we live in a time where the top priority of a, of a, of a first world country's government is to make sure they outlaw people downplaying the Holocaust. And to what think, a time to be alive. To think Elon called this guy, uh, you know, basically compared him to Hitler. It's not Hitler. Okay, it's literally making it illegal to deny the Holocaust. Yeah. In fact, you can't even downplay the Holocaust. Of course he's not Hitler. How's that microphone going over there? Just trying to fix it. (laughs) In case you weren't aware, six million Jews were systematically killed in Nazi-occupied Europe while Hitler was in power, along with other groups such as Roma. Holocaust denial and distortion, quote, Holocaust denial and distortion constitute a cruel assault on memory, truth, and justice, an anti-Semitic libel to cover up the worst crime in history, and thereby a cruel and mocking rebuke to Holocaust survivors and their legacy, said Irwin Coltler, uh, the Prime Minister's special envoy on preserving Holocaust remembrance and combating anti-Semitism. Okay, question. The Prime Minister's special envoy on preserving Holocaust remembrance and combating anti-Semitism. He has a whole group dedicated to this for the prime minister alone. They just called this the worst crime in history. Now, in this law, it's going to be illegal to deny it, condone it, or downplay it. Now, what happens if I say that this wasn't the worst crime in history? Mm. Off to the gulag with you, man. Am I am I downplaying the Holocaust right now? That's what I want to know. Is that what I'm doing? This person says it's the worst crime in history, and I say, well, actually, this wasn't the worst thing that ever happened. Prison. You, you downplayed it <laughs> as not the worst. To the camps for you, you Holocaust denier. <laughs> How about we put you on a train? Okay. <laughs> Send you to the... Gas chambers to see if you downplay this anymore. I'll just give you a for instance. When I was looking up the top 10 genocides ranked by the amount of people that died, I mean, the, the Holocaust came in as number three. And this website, I know if you're in Canada, you didn't notice because this website's probably illegal. <laughs> but the Holocaust came in number three. Yeah. It was terrible. It was really bad. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't agree. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Was it the worst crime in history? And what I want to know is... Make sure you actually, make sure you really double down on your, like, you morally disagree with this. Yeah. Somebody can't come back and be like, oh, you Hitler supporter. Yeah. It doesn't matter because once people make their mind up, you can put all these explainers (laughs) and disclaimers all you want. And all I'm doing is just feeding into their preconceived notions. It doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter anymore. But it comes in at number three. You've got the Great Leap Forward, which they've got around 55 to 60 million people. Mm. Okay. As the as the number 2. Now just comparing those two. 
What do you think the issue is? We've talked about this a bunch of times. Why is it? I look through this list. This is the top 10. Okay, I look through this list. There's a lot of terrible things on this list. Now, one of them can be specifically associated with, I guess, right-wing fascism. All of the other ones were basically done by the lefties' grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) And great-grandparents. Yeah. And so I'm just wondering, you know, why is it that those things aren't the worst crimes in human history? I just want to know. Why isn't the Ukraine famine the worst thing in history? Well, I mean, it's less people than the Holocaust. What about Pol Pot out there? Killed a bunch of people. Uh, 25% of the population of Cambodia? Pretty big number, mm. population standpoint, okay. And that was 2 million people, doesn't compare to the Holocaust. All right, 55 to 60 million people from the Great Leap Forward. That's a pretty bad one. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But it's not as bad as the Holocaust, let me tell you what. It's the worst crime mm-hmm. in history. Anyway, Nate. I'm just wondering if that would if that's illegal to talk about. Well, yeah, because it's anti-Semitic. Well, for you to say things like that, I mean. It specifically says you can't downplay it. Yeah. You know, and I think Joe Bizzle was right here. What you're the, the other ones on the list is just pure mismanagement, mismanagement. Yeah. Well, their heart was in the right place. Yes. You know, they were trying to achieve good goals and to make an omelet. You got to break a few eggs. Okay. That's and stir and stir it up. It's just weird. We never get that gall during omelet. We just get a lot of broken eggs. It's, you know, <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it was that that was that whole article, right? Okay, let's go to the next one. I just thought. Well, that this... just in case you were, just in case you were worried about this, I'm very worried. Yeah, Canada has a public safety minister, and uh, his name is Marco, and he said, "quote There is no place for anti-Semitism and Holocaust denial in Canada." Good. So all you Great. anti-Semitic Holocausters. Holocaust deniers Mm -hmm. that are living in Canada, your time's up. You're out of here. They're coming for you. You're going to continue living your life, except for all those thoughts are just going to be either done more in secret or they're just Mm going to be kept inside. Yeah. And and that solves the problem. That solves the underlying root cause of the problem is that you said it out loud. That's the only problem that you got to solve. And also, I mean... I'm sure there's a few, but who actually is denying the Holocaust? Oh, there's there's people. There's a lot. There's a lot of people there's, out there. Obviously, yeah. I mean, they're making a whole law about it. Yeah. I, Trust me, those groups are crazy. I had to get out of them, too. Mm. You know. Okay. Right. NASA. NASA will move its moon rocket off the launch pad for repairs. I just wanted to poke fun at NASA just a little bit, and then we're going to get into a little bit of numbers on this. But their new big moon rocket not one of those little moon rockets, is heading back to the garage for a few small repairs, (laughs) possibly pushing back its maiden launch to late summer or later. That means NASA is giving up for now, trying to complete what it calls a wet dress rehearsal for the rocket. That's right, this was a test and they weren't able to do the test. A detailed practice of the countdown that is called wet because it includes loading more than 700,000 gallons of ultra-cold liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen into the rocket's propellant tanks. However, three tries at conducting that exercise all ended early because of a variety of technical glitches during the countdowns. The purpose of the rehearsal with a new rocket system is to identify and fix those issues. 
the SLS, or Space Launch System, a key component of NASA's Artemis program, which is going to the moon, is years behind schedule and billions of dollars over budget. With the latest problems, getting the rocket ready in time for a launch during a two-week window in early June would be challenging. All right, now, Charles, you got a little bit more here from MSM once again, where they talk about the cost that's going in to these rockets because well, it's, it's ridiculous. It's mainly because Elon Musk probably stole all the best engineers mm -hmm. from NASA Yeah, because he hates science. That's that's what it is. Mm. Yeah. All right. NASA's SLS rocket just got $3.2 billion more expensive. Now, this is from a couple months ago, but it's interesting, the numbers on this. Last week, NASA awarded one of its main subcontractors on the SLS project, North, Northrop Grumman, a $3.2 billion contract to build booster rockets for five SLS rockets that will participate in the Project Artemis Moon program. These boosters are essential to the Artemis program, providing more than 75% of the thrust for each SLS uh, launch, as NASA explains, but they do come at a cost. Specifically, each rocket booster will cost taxpayers and benefit uh, Grunman more than $290 million. Each booster. Each one. To put that number in context, when NASA hired SpaceX to launch its GOES-U spacecraft in September, the total cost for, of the Falcon Heavy rocket that will do the work, including the core stage and two side boosters, all of which are reusable, was just $152.6 million. Yes, you read that right. For the cost of just one uh, Northrop, is it Northrop? Yeah, Northrop, Northrop yeah. Grumman booster rocket, which will be discarded after launch because they can't bring them back down. NASA could buy two entire SpaceX rocket ships. For what Northrop is charging to help launch one single SLS, NASA could launch four Falcon Heavy missions. Northrop Grumman boasts that each of its SLS booster rockets produces 3.6 million pounds of maximum thrust, greater than a 14-4 engine Boeing 747s at full takeoff. That sounds like a lot, but in fact, Falcon Heavy is even more powerful. As SpaceX describes it, the world's most powerful rocket produces 5 million pounds of thrust at liftoff, which would be roughly five and a half engine Boeing 747s of full takeoff power. It says uh, equal to approximately 18 747 aircraft. Oh, sorry. Four, uh, 14 four engine. Yeah. 18 four engine. So a lot more expensive and not quite as powerful. And also they can't get it done on time. And they're years and years past their deadlines right now and billions of dollars over budget. What I want to know is why, why is the U.S. government still involved in space? It's not necessary anymore. They just don't. Maybe we need some satellites for defense, something like that. Or how did a company like SpaceX not win the bid? That's versus, another good question. Versus Northrop Grumman. And you know, I also only ever hear Bernie Sanders talking about subsidizing or paying Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos for these programs. I never hear about the, what they're paying for the NASA rockets from Northrop Grumman at all, which are way less, way less efficient than what the SpaceX rockets are. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I really want to see is I, I really just want to see them out of the game. I really just want to see them out of there. Okay. That would hurt SpaceX a lot because that's a, a lot of money SpaceX gets is NASA says, Hey, I want to do something, but it's too expensive for me to do it. I'm just going to subcontract this out to another company. And so instead of them 
building it and working on it at NASA. They just pay SpaceX to do it. And that's actually saved people a lot of money if we assume that NASA has to be involved in sending things into space. And we never played that clip, but Bernie Sanders was very nationalist about this whole thing. He's talking about how we got to have that U.S. flag planted on the moon. Mm-hmm. We don't want anything else. We don't want no SpaceX flag or any uh, Amazon logo printed on there. <laughs> Nothing like that. I can't remember the uh, the name of the of Jeff Bezos' thing. I think it's pretty clear that he's never really going to get to orbit. just ain't going to happen. So anyhow. I, I would love for SpaceX just to go ahead and have a new project and go to the moon first just do do it around them them. it'd be pretty awesome just to just stick it to them okay to the topic du jour today meet the woman this is from wapo from taylor lorenz not doxing the person behind libs of tiktok at all just letting everyone know and letting everyone know why we should be afraid we should be scared and Mm. it's just another piece of the right-wing propaganda machine Meet the woman behind libs of TikTok secretly fueling the rights outrage machine. You know how you secretly do something? You put out a bunch of viral videos that get millions and millions of people watching Mm -hmm. them. It's a secret, though. No one ever sees them. Yeah. It's just... It's the best way to keep a secret. It's just kind of weird. It's to tell everyone. Mm -hmm. On March 8th, a Twitter account called Libs of TikTok posted a video of a woman teaching sex education to children in Kentucky, calling the woman in the video a predator. The next evening, the same clip was featured on Laura Ingram's Fox News program, prompting the host to ask, when did our public schools, any schools, become what are essentially grooming centers for gender identity radicals? Libs of TikTok. These are are gyms. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just grooming centers. (laughs) Grooming gyms. Grooming gyms. 24-hour grooming. Libs of TikTok reposts a steady stream of TikTok videos and social media posts primarily from LGBTQ plus people, often including incendiary framing designed to generate outrage. No, it's actually just what those it's people like, say. It's their, <laughs> it's their actual it's content. Their, here's the video. Now, that they, they post a, a little bit of a description with it. Sure, the description says, this is gross. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. This is bad. Look how terrible this person is. That's kind of stuff that you only see from people on the right wing, too. You don't ever see any type of incendiary. Frame frame these things out of context. Trying to generate outrage Mm -hmm. with people. Man, these dangerous people have to be stopped. Now, I will say, we do Dumb Bleep of the Week every week, and we've only used libs of TikTok like once or twice, maybe, and that's because it's always random people. They're basically just a bunch of anecdotes, essentially. And when I think about what's going on in our schools and stuff like that, I'll admit, I remember, I remember back to some of the libs of TikTok videos that I saw. I'm like, well, that's what's going on. But then you also have to remember that's, it's not entirely just widespread. That's what everyone's dealing with in all of their classes all the time. And we just happen to get a couple videos of it or something. There's obviously more going on than the amount of videos we've seen because you're not always going to get everything on video. But it, it's not as if that's what all of the schools look like all the time. Right. You know? And so it is important for everyone to remember that this is not an, an accurate sample of what life looks like for your kid in school, but you should still know about bad things that happen. Are they upset when someone posts something? uh, I don't know. The cop did something terrible to someone, you know, someone posts that Mm -hmm. about them. That's 
that's not a great statistical repre- representation of what's of going on around the country. everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you only see this kind of stuff from the right. The anonymous account's impact is deep and far-reaching. Its content is amplified by high-profile media figures, politicians, and right-wing influencers. Libs of TikTok has become an agenda setter in right-wing online discourse, and the content it surfaces shows a direct correlation with the recent push in legislation and rhetoric directly targeting the LGBTQ plus community. Like not being able to say gay in Florida. <laughs> well, actually, a little bit here. Uh, and it said, quote, can't say gay. Libs of TikTok is shaping public policy in a real way and affecting teachers' ability to feel safe in their classrooms, <laughs> says this <clears throat> LGBTQ program director. I guess they haven't get bumped up to that plus title yet, but mm. the LGBTQ program director for Media Matters. Last Thursday, a woman behind the account appeared anonymous, anonymously. So this is important to note that she's been trying to remain anonymous this whole time probably for fear of what the left would do because they're not exactly the biggest fans of free speech. Tolerance. Tolerance, anything like that, other people's mm-hmm. viewpoints. And when you're when you're running an authoritarian regime, you don't want people posting like some of the things that are going on <laughs> inside of your regime or your ideology or anything like that. It's like one of the worst things that can happen. So well, and get- also, yeah, these people... Th- they're inciting violence. This is what led to Jan 6, the worst day in American history. And so we have to cut these people off at the throat. Yeah. The role I've seen this account playing is finding new characters for right-wing propaganda. Said it's just, it's just a bunch of propaganda. It's a media strategist for the ACLU, which relying on the endless stream of content from TikTok and the Internet to cast any individual trans person as a new villain in their story. Mm. He just... You just can't post stuff like you can't literally post a video of what someone else posted on their own social media site. <laughs> just you can't do that. It's not like they by the way, what I mean by that is it's not like they went into the classroom and videoed this person. Right. You know. This person either took a video themselves or someone else videoed them. So maybe they didn't like that. A lot of this is people that they actually took the video themselves and put it out there. For people to see. And you're just recapturing it you're and showing everyone. Literally posting it back out there. Okay. Let's see. So this person, by the way, the identity of the operator of Libs of TikTok is traceable through a complex online history and reveals someone who's been plugged into right-wing discourse for two years and now helping to drive it. Uh, she'd be working as a real estate salesperson in Brooklyn and created the account would eventually become Liz of TikTok. Under her first handle, she minimized covid Minimize COVID on her first Twitter account, cast doubt on election results, and promoted a dubious story about a child sex trafficking ring. She began doubling down on election fraud conspiracies using QAnon related <laughs> language. Yeah. Eating QAnon related <laughs> food. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Taking QAnon-related shits at the same time. <laughs> what is this? I, I hate it when they do this. She was also too. human, yeah. just like the QAnon people. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. What the, the links they go through to try and connect someone to something. Yeah. You know? Now, maybe the sex, like, the sex trafficking ring, you know? 
I don't know about that whole thing. Well, what Joe said here, what about Epstein? Yeah. Like, okay, that whole thing was a hoax? I guess so. Right? Well, what about Epstein? A lot of people. What about the people on his plane? A lot of people who like QAnon also thought that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And so, therefore, if you say Jeffrey mm. Epstein didn't kill himself, you are posting QAnon-related content. Also, what is wrong? Tell me what is actually wrong with right wing. Like, it's just the opposite side of the political spectrum. Yeah. Like, if you lean right, there's technically nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being right wing. Other being, than the fact that you're a murderer. It's like, it's, it's like this taboo thing now. It's like, oh, she's right wing. She mm-hmm. was hanging out with right wing groups. They've done a good job. It, it's like, it's unbelievable to me. There's nothing wrong with being right wing. Yeah. At all. If someone said that we were right wing, I would be like, uh, uh, you know, technically we don't lean in any wing. Okay. I don't have, I don't even have wings. Where the Galdern bird. I don't even wear a wing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In January, it just, it just blows my mind. In January, 2021, Reichick, that's the last name of the girl. Not doxing, by the way. Cycled through two more Twitter names, this time focusing on state politicians. She railed against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, calling for him to resign. I wonder why. It's a very right-wing thing to do. <laughs> she promoted the efforts to recall California Governor Gavin Newsom. Along with millions of other Californians. <laughs> she also began posting about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and called him brilliant. Actually, brilliant mm. is the actual quote there. This is it, this is the <clears throat> same as denying the Holocaust. This is basically Hitler. Yeah, essentially, mm-hmm. not Hitler, but Goebbels. It's like it's like you know following um, TikTok of the the most you know the best propagandist you've ever seen. It's if essentially she would have been alive right during Hitler's time, she would have been his uh, mm-hmm. senior spokesperson, probably. Libs of TikTok gained more prominence through the end of last year, cementing its spot in the right-wing media outrage cycle. Mm. And I love, you know, I know that we harp on this a lot. We have been a lot lately. But the, the gaslighting, the gaslighting has reached such a prominence in everyone's speech and all of these articles that... It's hard to even remember that there is gaslighting going on at all times. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what I'm not saying here is, well, they do it, so it's okay for us to do it. That's an easy argument to make. So when I say, well, what about what the left does? Okay. Maybe that is whataboutism. I don't know. Could be. So that's not what I'm saying. But the gaslighting here is infuriating to a point that only someone gaslighting the hell out of you can infuriate you. And, it, and if it's never happened before, then, then I don't know. Maybe you won't get it. But it's very, very infuriating because you're, you're literally talking about this entire side of a political spectrum that has called their opponents Hitler, who perpetrated the worst crime in human history. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that, all right? Call people white white supremacist, fascist, all the time. Any anyone, anyone, do you realize the next person that runs for president on the Republican side and they will do this. They will be worse than Trump. Imagine a world where someone's going to be worse than Trump. That's well, going to happen. It's going to be Trump. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Trump. I don't think it'll be DeSantis, but um 
I think it's going to be Trump. They're going to have to make DeSantis look worse than Trump, and they will do whatever they can. They're to... already starting. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right here in this article. And so, it, well, they've been doing it. The don't say gay thing, all, all of that. They know that DeSantis is going to be on the ticket, and they've been working, making sure that no one, what they really, it's not the people on the left. It's people who are independent, but possibly lean left <clears throat> a little bit. They have to make sure that there's no way those people would ever consider casting a vote for this evil, terrible human being who achieved the feat somehow being worse than Donald Trump. And that is what he has to look like by the time his name is on the ballot and they're in there. Are you voting. making the call it's going to be DeSantis on the Republican ticket, not oh, yeah. Trump? Yep. Trump gave himself an out that he would have only given himself if he were not going to run, which is that him running depends on his health at the time. Means he gave himself an out. He would not have done that if he when knew that he, he wasn't going to be running. Uh, last week or the okay, week before? I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's not, no, not going to have, I'm, I really, really hope he doesn't run, but uh, we'll see. Could be wrong on that, but uh, I'm just calling that he's not. I think all he's doing right now is raising money. Yeah. I never said the guy was a good dude. Okay. For the Republicans or for himself? For himself. Okay. And he's just out there raising money right now. He's just out there soliciting donations, selling books, doing all kinds of stuff right now. I think that's all he's doing. Mm. So maybe I'm completely wrong on that. I don't know. Back into the article from Taylor Lorenz. Her anti-trans tweets went especially viral. She called on her followers to contact schools that were allowing boys and girls bathrooms and pushed the false conspiracy theory that schools were installing litter boxes in bathrooms for children who identify as cats. And I bet that that was super serious for sure. Mm -hmm. She also purported that adults who teach children about LGBTQ plus identities are abusive, that being gender nonconforming or an ally to the plus community is a mental illness and referred to schools as government-run indoctrination camps. We can't allow this kind of stuff mm -mm. to exist. This is a threat to democracy. This rhetoric, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, this is why we need content censorship. Yeah, this is why because, Musk can't be allowed to buy Twitter. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I don't even feel safe reading the article. Mm -mm. Like, no, I have chills right now. It's scary stuff. This is it. Really is. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Honestly, I'm going to call my therapist. Libs of TikTok quote libs of TikTok tip top tip top anonymous is shaping our entire political conversation about the rights of LGBTQ people to participate in society. I guess not the plus now, I don't know. Feels like they're single-handedly taking us back a decade in terms of the public discourse around LGBTQ rights. Now, all they are doing is posting videos of LGBTQ plus people doing crazy things in front of eight-year-olds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's essentially their main cup of tea right there. You know, just just people talking about sex around your kids, which I know is a, a right that we all have is to talk about sex around other people's kids. Yeah, That's something we've always had. We're taking this, well, mm -hmm. we've had it for the last 10 years. We're getting dialed back 10 years with our public discourse when it comes to all this. By March, Libs of TikTok was directly impacting legislation. DeSantis's press secretary, Christina Pushaw, credited the account with opening her eyes and informing her views on the state's restrictive legislation. That I almost read that without realizing what I was on the state's restrictive legislation that bans discussion of sexuality or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade referred to by critics as the don't say gay bill, which by the way, it doesn't ban the discussion of that at all. Now I, when I'm, it doesn't, 
I know. What it, uh, the only thing it does is that you can't have it on the agenda. Can't be part of your lesson. You cannot lesson encourage conversation exactly. about it. Uh, we, we've spent some time on that. I but wish I, I lived in Florida because I would send my, my kindergarten. By the way, Parker is going to kindergarten this fall. I would send him into school with a shirt just just said gay on it. <laughs> Open. And, and be like, see, you can say gay all you want as a kid. No one's <laughs> going to stop you. I think we mentioned this last week. But they always do this thing where the part in quotes, by the way, is the part that the person said. And then everything else is whatever the writer is just inserting mm-hmm. into the conversation. So the way I'm, I was reading that, it said DeSantis' press secretary credited Libs of TikTok with opening her eyes and informing her views on the state's restrictive legislation As if she that said, bans yeah. discussion mm-hmm. of sexuality or gender identity in kindergarten through the third grade. Now, the only thing in quotes was opening her eyes. And don't say gay was in quotes as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's referring to critics. Oh, I it's love it. It's a nice it. little trickery there of. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm, a formatting. As the account has grown in prominence, I know it's a long article, but there's a lot of stuff in here. Right Chick has taken steps to obscure her identity. Don't worry, they fixed the problem. Though she has done numerous high-profile media appearances, she's appeared anonymously. However, when registering the domain libsoftiktok.us last October, she used her full name and cell phone number, and she did not buy the extra $12 identity protection from GoDaddy.com. I added that part in right there. Okay? <laughs> you can get it for a dollar, or you can pay $13, and they'll protect your identity. Yep. <laughs> okay. So she got it for a dollar instead. I don't know how much she paid for it, but basically did not protect the identity with that. So while they briefly had a TikTok account, it was suspended for violating community guidelines. Last week, the account was briefly suspended from Twitter for a second time for violating the platform's rules. Um, Tyler Wren, Targeted <clears throat> harassment, by the way. Mm-hmm, targeted harassment. Tyler Wren, a former English teacher in Oklahoma, posted a video telling LGBTQ kids shunned by their parents that he was proud of them and loved them. It was featured on Libs of TikTok last week. I bet those are the only things he said in that video. That's, yeah. But that was just those specific things. The only things in quotes are proud of them. Since being featured on the page, Wren has been barraged with harassment and death threats. Now you see how dangerous speech can be? This person has been barraged with harassment and death threats. It's going to lead to another Jan 6. And we can't have this kind of thing with people just speaking about their beliefs. And that's why they wanted to go ahead and post the full name of the person who runs this account out there on the Washington Post. That Mm -hmm. way we would know who's doing that type of thing. Well, you can't repost other people's things that they already posted for the whole internet Mm -hmm. to see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's That's terrible. The popularity comes at a time when far-right communities across the internet have begun doxing school officials and calling for their execution. <laughs> Parents of LGBT... I mean, it's true. The FBI As got we're involved, currently you know? doxing <laughs> this woman. Mm-hmm. Parents of plus youth have been driven out of their towns. Local school board members have, been, have reported death threats. On a recent podcast... She said that as her following continues to grow to the fullest extent of her impact may not be realized until the elections this fall. She's encouraged her audience to overtake school boards and run in local elections. 
these people, some of them are literally evil and grooming kids. They should not be in schools. They should not be teachers. Okay, so you guys get the idea. And girls and everyone else. Plus, get the idea right here. So what's the point of this entire article, Charlie? Oh, the the point? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Like, she- what, are you, what are you supposed to be left with after reading this as a reader? That this person behind this account is an evil right right wing extremist leading the charge on the next insurrection mm-hmm. and is a threat to our democracy and is literally helping kill a minority community, the LGBTQ plus SDYLKY. And plus. therefore we should do what? We should we should get her banned. Do everything we can to stop her. That's what I said. That's why censorship caught, is important. I don't know why you cut, I don't know if you caught what I said earlier, but you instead of saying cut these people off at the knees, I said you gotta cut these people off at the throat. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what they want to do to this. <clears throat> I mean it, this is like if you were alive during Hitler's time, would you go and kill Hitler before he had the chance to exterminate this many Jews? Essentially the same thing. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. you know, why let this girl get away with reposting other people's content that they actually said and did and bringing light to any of that? Yeah. I mean, why would you allow that to happen? Because essentially what you're doing is allowing another Holocaust to take place. Knowledge of the world around you is a threat to democracy. Mm-hmm. That's what we're learning right now. Yeah. Okay. And uh, now and, she's and like Joe's saying here, we can't we can't let her have any effect on the elections. Mm-mm. It's too important. Not this person who questioned the results of the 2020 election. Yeah. Questioned the results. Yeah. She's just like QAnon, crazy mm-hmm. conspiracy theorist. Well, she posted QAnon related posts. language, language, mm-hmm. whatever it was, yeah. English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Now, she doesn't specifically call for action. She's not saying this account must be banned right now. And definitely because she doesn't talk like that, I would assume, for sure. And I apologize for assuming her gender in the first place. You're not a biologist. I'm not a biologist, not a doctor, not any of these things. But this shapes people's mindsets, this type of propaganda. You don't have to call for the action. You know, people will know. Because they know how dangerous it is to allow specifically this side of the aisle. Because there's not ever been any death threats from any other political factions at all. Mm-mm. It's really just people on the right. You know, yeah. it's, it's only people who would consider voting Republican or who have voted Republican or have posted Republican voting related language on their page. Those are the people that are prone to violence. When it comes to politics. We've seen it. We have seen that for sure. Look no further than Jan 6. Look I at mean, that. How that, dangerous that was. That it, Like if you had a picture of violence in the dictionary, <clears throat> that's the picture. Yeah. You know how close we came on January 6th to that thing lasting like another hour? Really close. Yeah. I mean, seriously, the people who think that this was almost the end of our country, can someone play it out for me? Just go through the list of events that's going to happen on January 6th, you know? Yeah. They go in there, no weapons, you know? 
they're going to get to the desks or to the people and what's going to, what are they going to do? What are they going to do after? What's next? What's now next all of a on the they plan? They have the, the nuclear launch codes. <laughs> they got the codes. <laughs> they got the briefcase. The, hand, the, the, the guy with the horns has the briefcase handcuffed to his wrist now. He's got all the code. The generals call him and said, sir, I'm ready for your order, sir. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. The entire military starts listening to the guy. The guy puts his po- the podium down. Why is it a guy? Well, I'm just talking about the picture of the guy that was carrying the podium oh, okay. with a nice wave mm-hmm. as he was walking out. Come on, play it out just a little bit. Cool. A yeah. little bit further. Mm-hmm. Nothing. What? Ha- yeah, what happens with this insurrection? <laughs> Nothing. At all. Yeah. Not one gall darn thing. Okay. I, I know every uh, foreign dictator around the world, though, was looking at that being like, man, we could have overrun the Capitol that easily. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, just a couple dudes with guns, just, and it would have been totally different. It would have been completely over. Who knew it was that easy? Oh. All right, let's go home. All right, y'all. All you transphobic right wing libertarians. The worst, the worst of humankind. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for being here. Appreciate you guys. Showing up every day to be the worst version of yourselves. Oh, we're us. only a couple. We're only a couple years away from full podcast content moderation. Mm-hmm. On the way, so um, give us your money while you still can. Okay. Yeah. Go to joingml. Joingml.com. That's the place to do that, so we can save up enough to continue this. Uh, obviously, this rhetoric, this mm-hmm. propaganda, propaganda podcasting, uh, going straight to your. Uh, ear holes confusing you and manipulating you thanks for listening we appreciate you share the show with a friend a family member a foe and the children especially because we want to groom them in the ways of leaving people alone and not taking their stuff just a little bit of liberty grooming just a little bit of liberty grooming Mm -hmm. so share it with them hit that follow plus button follow or plus button on your podcasting app Leave us a rating and review on there, please. And if you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.